right, welcome back. So apologies for missing out an episode last week. As you all know, I tried to get the episodes out and recorded by Thursdays. I might try and I might change my days and post it out over the weekend. I tend to get a little bit more time uh, to get things done over the weekend. But the reason being last week's episode was missed was a very, very valid reason. So, yep, you can always say no excuses, this, that and the other. But uh, the baby is here, baby is safe. Um, yeah, that's just to say it didn't quite go to plan. Um, but I'll go. De- I'll, I'll dive down into that in a little bit more detail later on because it might help you out as well. So this episode is going to be based around mindset. Uh, a little while ago, I had Lucas on from Practical Life Coaching, and me and Lucas talk on a regular basis. Basically, if we we pretty much talk every day, uh, texting each other, seeing like keeping us on track, uh, this, that, and the other. And yeah, he had a bit of a wobble last week. He was due to do his um, HGV test and yeah there's there a lot of stuff that got on top of him so yeah he withdrew from that but yeah so I thought I'll get him back on he can um, basically just describe where he's at what is um, what's going through his head and yeah we'll just have a little chat so hopefully you enjoy this episode um, but as I was saying with the the baby yeah, so the baby's here, uh, but we went to the hospital due to reduced movements on it would have been Wednesday evening, and within an hour, we <laughs> we was um, yeah we rushed in C-section, baby out, and it turns out the she had had the umbilical cord wrapped around her neck four times. So yeah, what I would say is if at any point during your partner's pregnancy or your pregnancy that you you feel that you haven't felt the baby move for a period of time or it's unusual movements or there might be uh, in my wife's case there was hiccups and they just suddenly stopped dead um yeah go get go and get it checked out because it could be a, a matter of um hours minutes that uh, could potentially save save your baby's life and we was planning on having a home birth um all like we had the birthing pool all, all like ready to go uh, all the candles all set up ready to go yeah we we literally had the perfect birth planned um it was a no risk pregnancy so wasn't anything um different or picked up the only thing that i would say is on her last midwife check, she referred her for a scan because the fundal height wasn't quite right and the scan was meant to be within three days. Because of the Easter bank holiday, uh, we weren't able to get a scan booked for like seven days. So whether if that scan had picked something up, uh, which I'm sure it would have done because they check all the, the blood flow through the cord, this, that and the other. But yeah, um, if at any point you you or your partner or whoever it may be says, oh, I've not really felt baby move, just go and get it checked out. Doesn't matter if it's if you think that it might, oh, it, it'll all be fine because um, 
yeah, it, it might it could have been a completely different ball game. And I was talking to my brother's other half. She's a, a doctor, and she had a woman thirty nine weeks pregnant come in, and yeah, it was a it was a different story. So yeah, yeah, very very lucky. So moving on from that, a little bit more upbeat. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. It's just a, a little chat with me and Lucas. All right, cool. So, how let's let's so yeah, we're gonna run mindset, aren't we? All right. So, the floor is yours. Let's go. Well, yeah, obviously, I thought I'd get you on again this week. You've had a bit of a tough week with your um, everything that's going on. So, yeah. I thought we'd get you on and sort of see how how you're overcoming it, how you're getting getting through that your mindset shift. Yeah, so this this week has been has been mass, massively um, challenging, as you know, and I think everything that we've probably both learned together so far on our on our self development journey is that it always comes back to mindset every single time. When whenever you're dealing with anything of difficulty in life, it all depends on how you think through that process to then where you end up. You can either take a hundred negatives from one bad situation, or you can take a hundred posit- positives, right? But it's completely your choice. I think that is, that's what we need to talk about today. And I think the, the obviously the first things first is acknowledging it, isn't it? It's, it's acknowledging that you've in a bad situation. It's then you've, you've then got to overcome it and then get through it. But obviously, the first stage of acknowledging it's like being an alcoholic, isn't it? You first, got to go right. I need. I've got a problem. I need to sort it, and then working your way through it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because unless you take, if unless you take full ownership of the the task at hand, the problem, if you want to call it a problem or whatever, whatever it is, unless you take ownership of it, you can't then move past it, right? And until you do that, essentially, you're just playing a victim, one hundred percent. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the problem is. I think I said it in one of my episodes before. If you if you're stuck in a job, and your boss is being a dick, it's not your boss's fault that you're in that situation. It's kind of like you chose to work there. It's in yeah. in essence, it's your fault because you 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 chose to work there. Yeah, and a lot a lot of people don't take that level of accountability and end up in in that victim mindset, like. You know, if you were to really double down and take full responsibility for everything in your life, you'd have far much more or much more control over everything, everything that you do, wouldn't you? Like, you know, prime example, and I just use this one quickly, is like if you had a really nice car and you parked it somewhere and it got keyed. I was just about to say that. So you parked in a supermarket car park, someone opened their door, whacked it on your car. Whose fault was it? It's not theirs. You chose to park your car there. Yeah. Um, you could have been a dick and parked in two bays and taken up two bays. Yeah, I was going to use exactly the same analogy. I love it. Same, yeah. same wavelength. Same wavelength. Yeah. And some people they can't understand that. They won't accept that. That you know, it's their fault that this this negative thing has happened to them. You know, someone else has gone out of their way to key your car or dent your car. But if you were to take full responsibility for that and learn from that hiccup, that mistake, you'd never do it again. And, you know, it, you're fully in control of how these little life uh, mishaps come into play and what you can do to stop them happening, right? 
Um, and for me, why, why would you not want to do that? Why would you not want to take full control over your life or control what you can of it to get the outcomes that you want to have? Yeah, a lot of it comes down to people. It's just, it's just easier to blame other people, isn't it? Just, just so much easier to, to blame everyone else. It's everyone else's fault, not yours. Yeah, one hundred percent. But then you don't, you don't ever move. You don't ever move forward from doing that, though, do you? You know, you don't ever become the person that that you want to become. You forever stay in your bubble. You don't come out of your comfort zone. You know, you don't progress. You don't, you don't move forward. No. to get to the end destination that you want to that you want to get to ever and for people that listen if like when it comes to mindset reading books from like ant middleton or david goggins those sort of people are the, are the mindset that you that we need to have because it, the, the resilience and the positivity and not letting that all that negativity get in it's just yeah that's definitely worth reading yeah I think I think that's like another question, you know, like if you are not, how do I put it? If you're not open to the idea of 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 experiencing um, another mindset in itself and opening opening up your perspective to to other ways of dealing with stress, your emotions, um, the negative um, circumstances you find yourself in, then maybe maybe it's time, you know. Uh, that your body your avatar as jim carrey would say is bored shitless of who you are right now and it's time to upgrade yourself um what what do we mean by upgrade yourself well myself and craig um how long how long have we known each other now it's probably it's over a year now isn't it? yeah it's, it's over a year now isn't it i think we joined yeah. the tears of freedom program what last march yeah last march so since we both joined uh the tears of freedom program by run by a guy called jason grayston right all we have essentially been doing continuously over time over the last 12 months is updating our mindset and our beliefs and our behaviors to to adapt and um, generate the mindsets that we've got now and i don't know about you but i feel a shed load more resilient right now than where i was at 12 months ago oh blimey my mindset 12 months ago would be like obviously financially on in a much better position than I've ever been. This month's been a bit of a struggle. was waiting on the the wife's student loan to come in. So we've had a few things bouncing because I I refuse to take money out of the buffer. And um, so, yeah, we've been letting it bounce. We're going to sort it out when the wife gets the money come through. But just to have that money sitting there thinking, well, I could pay it, but I'm not going (laughs) to. It's not, it's not, they're not important. You know, it's like a phone bill and um, there's a, something i can't remember the other one but it's not important it's just my my money is mine it's, it's not other people's you know what i mean right. so, t- so tell tell me and tell us why you wouldn't take money out of your buffer account to pay for a bill because it's my money it's not i've paid myself that that's that's you know it's it's a difficult concept for people to grasp but listening or when i read rich dad poor dad literally that was the that was a like a switch wasn't it like have you, oh, you've read it haven't you yeah Richard yeah. Poor dad, yeah. yeah that was just like a pure mindset it's like someone's got a switch and just flicked it and once yeah. you've read that there's yeah there's no going back 
So it's all about paying yourself first, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, well, Richest Man in Babylon as well. That was very much the same. 10% of all you earn is yours to keep. Yeah. Yeah. But they, 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 they do say, like, if you save 10% every paycheck for the, for the course of a year, then you'll just essentially at the end of the year have... For about four entire... grand or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. So Which... like, after 40 years, you'll only end up with like 40 grand. You only have a year's worth of salary. Yeah. So it's a massive trap. I think yeah. that's quite easy to fall yeah, it's into. Incom- but... Again, it's an incomplete strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fed to the masses quite easily. Um, people often think, oh, I'll just save 10% for the rest of my life. But then by the time you come to the end of the days, like Craig's just said, you'll only have, you know, one year salary, which isn't going to last you that long once you've retired, let's be honest. You know, the what do we say the average pension pot is now in the UK? Can you remember the figure? Oh, off the top of my head, I'm thinking it's about 87 grand. Yeah, thereabouts, which is then... If you were to live for what another twelve to fifteen years after, yeah, it's about fifteen years after, isn't it? Which works. Out, I think it's something like three hundred pound a week. Is it or is it not? No, so, I, think that, I think it worked out about three hundred pound a month. Was it a month? Oh my god, that's even worse. Okay, so say it is a month. No, the average pension pot in the UK is sixty-one thousand. Oh god, that's even worse. Right. Okay. So what does that come out to per week? Um. So we've got 61,000 divided by, uh, that's, got to work, that's got to last you 15 years, isn't it? So that's four grand a year, divide that by 12, 338 pound per a month. A month. No, a month. 330 uh, odd pound a month. That, yeah, that's scary. But that's if you live for 15 years after you retire. If you go beyond that, then yeah, you yeah <laughs> but yeah. relying on the state again isn't it yeah it is and essentially living a disempowered life isn't it like what i'd like to think i don't even like using the word retirement but i'd like to think when i come to my golden years that i i'm no way i'm not, not going to be even touching the states money i'm going to have a fantastic nest egg saved up through our vanguard that we've that we've both got going and which is looking very very nice at the moment i must say i was just over 20 percent today when i left Fun. oh that's a bit cheeky i think mine's 18 18 and a half or 18.7 you still can't beat it though can you oh 18.2 it's gone down a bit yeah but this again is financial um education that you're just not taught in not taught in school no. the important stuff i was literally saying this with a client today because he wanted to set up a vanguard account so we walked him through the process and he could not fathom my return on investment and return on investment being or what would it be probably have been about 24 percent today because of the other stocks and stuff yeah. i've got, going yeah, obviously as well. I've got I've, i don't know what that works out the percentage the other one are oh, you bitcoin is it yeah that's 42 percent so yeah exactly it's crazy that is mental and we wouldn't have we wouldn't have even come to know anything about this because you're not taught it in schools you're not taught how to do important things like you know um how to build a business how to read a you know your paycheck for example something as simple as that how to yeah, or pay your taxes even or just like start a business Things. read a balance sheet or anything 
Yeah. You're just taught it's to do unnecessary maths like bloody algebra and <laughs> retain information that isn't isn't really Pythagoras theorem. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. Um, I'm just grateful that we we came across it when we did. Yeah. I wouldn't want to. Wouldn't, wouldn't want to have come across it any later than uh, how old I've you know been twenty well, twenty seven this year now. I wouldn't want to be any later on in life knowing what I know now. 100%. Oh God, no! So, if you had one bit of advice to tell your eighteen-year-old self, what would it be? I wouldn't even like to coin the term "save" because <laughs> for me, it's saving and investing are two different things in my eyes. But invest young, yeah, Take risks and invest young. One of the things I would definitely say is to have an emergency fund because <laughs> this this month it's it's yeah. been it's been handy to have this month because it's it's mm. helped us out massively mm. but I'm, I'm imagining and correct me if i'm wrong but having your your cash for your emergency fund it's allowed you to operate under pressure but relieve the animal brain because you're not yeah. fretting about money yeah if you've you've read chimp paradox haven't you Yes. Yeah. So obviously, it, I, I I listened to a fair bit of it, but I never did finish it. But again, it comes down to the monkey brain, doesn't it? it just <laughs> just relieves that. Yeah, and just just allows you to make wise, well informed decisions while you're not under pressure. There's money in the bank. Worst case scenario, I can pay my bills. However, I'm not going to dig into that. I'm going to find a way to to yeah. overcome the you know the scenario that i'm, I'm going to find with. a way of how how to bring extra income in yeah yeah and again it links back to what we said at the start of this it's your mindset it always comes back to mindset it doesn't matter what what element of life we're talking about it's all about how you think and how you feel and you know every emotion you ever ever experienced didn't just come on out of nowhere like something had to happen and a thought had to be placed and you know the mindset had to be born Without that, you wouldn't think or feel anything, which I just think is is madness, isn't it? Really, you don't even, really even realise it. So going back to your your week this week, obviously you had a lot on with the fire service, and you was, you was due to do your um, HGV test. Yeah. Just talk us talk us through that a little bit. So yeah, um, I was meant to do yeah, I was meant to do my 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 LGV this 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 week. I've done a couple of days of it. Got real got really into it. To be fair, never driven anything that that big and that intimidating. Um, but two days in, and it was going well. I was I was really really ahead of ahead of schedule, doing well. And then uh, on day two, I received. Um, some some news about a family member that just basically is on on sort of death's door you know there's not a beat around the bush here um yeah they're not they're not in a good way and from from sort of like midday on the second day my my head just went to went to shit essentially and i couldn't think straight and i decided to pull my pull myself off off the course because it was just a responsible thing to do right rather than putting myself and others at a danger while out trying to drive and think about all the millions of different things you've got to think about when driving something of that that scale like that that big you know what are they 20 are they what are they 26 ton um 18 18, 18 ton. 
yeah, 18 ton. Um, that's the that's the that's the chassis of it. But I think the when they're fully kitted and it's got water on it, it's about 12 ton. So they're rated up to 18. Mm. Um, but you know, it's it and the drive in it wasn't massively challenging because I was quite spatially aware I was getting to grips with a vehicle, but it's doing every, everything correctly while driving it, yeah. you know, and then having your instructor, not on your back, but going, come on, you know, you've got to remember this, you've got to do that. Why did you just yeah, come on, switch on? Like... Yeah. And that's the added level of responsibility and pressure that I guess just made me realize that my bin was full. And what do I mean by that? I mean by that over the last couple of months, um, I've been filling up my bin with pointless crap basically. And it, and it overspilt on day two. And I realized that, the stress that I'd been bottling up had then overfilled and essentially boiled over. Um, and that's when I noticed it becoming like physical. So when, when you experience quite a lot of stress, as you, as you probably already know, you know, it go, it can be mental for so many, so many weeks, months, maybe even years, if you're quite resilient, but yep. your mind can only take so much until it begins to impact you in a physical manner. So that's when you start experiencing like anxiety, heart palpitations, you know, headaches, um, anxiety, not anxiety, sorry, um, uh, insomnia where you can't sleep, you know, so it starts to impact you physically. And essentially that's what happened on day two. It, the stress boiled over and started to affect me um, physically, essentially. Should try the, uh, the, the fear bubble technique there. Should next time you do it try it have a read up on it and give it a go essentially it's whatever you're fearing rather than continually fearing it and draining your your body your your reserves like your adrenaline but obviously when you're in that state of fear your body will just drain so much quicker yeah attack it as in bubble up that fear and walk into that when when you're in that situation walk into it so at the, at the moment we're just sitting here and then you might get start getting stressed thinking about it but it's not worth stressing thinking about it because you're not in that situation so yeah. once you're in that situation you can then enter that bubble and then you can use that fear to put to get through it and then you can get push yourself out the other side of it mm-hmm. uh, essentially so it's really really it's got some really good reviews on on that technique okay so have a, have a look what, at that what did you find that in that was the Ant Middleton book. Uh, I can't think of the name of it now. We'll put it in the put it in the episode description. Yes, it's the second. It's the second, it's the second book. Um, the Fear Bubble. That's, that's actually what it's called. The Fear Bubble. Okay, there we are. So, nice and easy to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like we said at the start, there was there was two ways essentially that. Um, anyone in my situation could have dealt with that. And it was either basically find all the negatives that are in that, in that scenario, you know, accepting defeat, you know, withdrawing yourself from the situation, um, accepting um, sort of lack of competency, you know, you're not good enough. You're, you're fearful that you might never complete the course or, you know, finally become an, L, an LGV driver. You know, there's so many negatives you can take from that. But I just chose to not be flattened by the experience. Because no, you can just, everything that you've experienced, you can learn from and think, right, next next yeah. time when I when I go back and I, I can attack it differently, I can go in with a different approach, a different mindset. 
Yeah. It's just the way that you go, you can then go back and go, right, last time I wasn't confident doing this or I, I felt like I was lacking in this area. And then you can concentrate on that on that task. Yeah. I think it, it gives people a lot of um, confidence when they've already experienced um, a certain scenario once. So they sort of know what they're walking into. I think that, that helps a lot of people massively when they know what it is they're going to do. But when you're in the unknown and you've never done something before, um, it does put you on edge. I think that's only, you're only human if you feel like that. What oh, yeah, definitely. There was in that mm-hmm. mastery book, there was a guy called uh, Cesar Rodriguez or something like that. And he was a US Air Force fighter pilot. And when he was going through training, essentially he was he was not as good as what other people were, and it took him a lot more hours to learn. But essentially, okay. like the, the whole book basically comes down to you got to put in the hours to to master a certain skill. So yeah. obviously, you got people that have got a natural talent, haven't you? Like they just they just go in and they're just naturally good at it. And obviously, this 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 guy went in and. He wasn't as good, so he he put in extra hours. He went in and asked them to, uh, can he have extra study time? Can he have extra cockpit time? Can he do more flight simulator time? And he ended up finishing top of his class because he put in the extra hours. And essentially, yeah. that's what it all comes down to: is putting the hours in to learn your craft. Yeah. And that's where that's where the rule, isn't it? Comes from uh, to to master something takes ten thousand hours. Yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah, like if you look at anything that you're probably good at now in life at this very moment in time, you're bound to have done more than 10,000 hours at it, 100%. I think you can, I can, I was thinking about that today. Like the reason why I went into um, to life coaching uh, and that sort of thing is because I've always loved dealing with people in positive terms, like helping people. I've always loved doing that. And I've done more than 10,000 hours doing that in life that's why I feel like I've got a good bond with it now. Um, but I think, yeah, you could probably apply that to many, many things in your life so far. Like what would be the one thing you feel like you've sort of nurtured and developed in your life so far that like you probably have done way over 10,000 hours in? Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Again, it comes back to when you kind of think like that, what are you naturally drawn to, I guess? What what do you, mm-hmm. what are your natural abilities or what what was you naturally drawn to growing up? Like for me, I was naturally drawn to going outdoors and playing down the woods and um, survival kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I used to absolutely love that, but it's difficult. It is. But I think, you know, again, it's all exploring yourself, your mindset, and what it is that you love doing. You know, you're passionate did- one. How did the guys at back at station um, not approach you? Sort of, did they did they say anything when you got back when you withdrew, withdrew from the course, or did they just say? Uh, how did they how did they react to that? Um, so they they all pretty much know the ins and outs of what's been um, going on, and, and as I said, it it wasn't like I had to make that decision, but they understood why I'd done it. Yeah, I wasn't doing it because. So none of none of them gave you any sort of negative feedback or said, "Oh, why did you do that?" I don't think so. No, because on a professional level between the crew, yeah, we might have banter and you know argue with one another like old, you know, an old married couple. 
but when it comes down to something that as potentially as responsible and serious as this you've got to be level-headed and accept mm. that like i said no, that, that's that what i was going to say i was going to say like if they'd come back with uh, negativity saying oh we should have just stuck through it should have done this should have done that yeah. then it would kind of just sort of there's sort of you need yeah. they need bringing down a level you know like <laughs> mm. yeah but then again that's like um that's like the macho image isn't it that a lot of men put on like you know acting as if they haven't got like a breaking point um and you know they don't have emotions they don't feel things and i think that is so it's so outdated in today's society especially because everyone has a breaking point mm. everyone has a breaking point i don't care what anyone says they every person on this planet has a breaking point and it will be found the longer they are tested and you know what i don't understand why people feel the need to to try and portray that you know they're invincible they're you know, the most hardcore thing ever because you know you're not being authentic with yourself you're not essentially you're just denying denying that you know that you're human if that's what you believe if you, if you don't if you honestly believe you don't have a breaking point then what are you trying to hide would be my question yeah, exactly we're all human we're all we all have our ups and downs yeah. and the best thing you can do is is talk it out yeah and, and learn from it right because if you're not learning from uh, mistakes or life experiences big ones you know then next time it happens you're going to be in exactly the same situation and not only that, but once you've been through something shit or, you know, not ideal, you get to share that experience then with people that are going through the same thing. Mm. And like, imagine what, what, you know, imagine like the first time you went through something really traumatic and really crap. Imagine if you had someone you could talk to who's been through exactly the same thing and could give you a map to help you navigate through that experience. Exactly. And that's, that's what, the, the, I know I keep reverting back to the, the Ant Middle book, but it's, it's bloody brilliant. And he's saying, like, when he's talking to people about all his experiences in war and combat and people saying, oh, you must be sort of messed up in the head. Why aren't you having, why haven't you suffered with PTSD? Do you feel bad that you've killed people, this, that and the other? And he's like, well, no, that's what, that was my job. I don't see why I should be messed up or why you should feel that I should suffer. People feel that as if that they feel bad that he hasn't got problems. <laughs> Like they, they're putting him into a situation where he feels he should have problems, but he hasn't. So it's difficult. Yeah. But it's just when you got his his mindset and people are continually trying to bring him down, and uh, yeah. it's, it's mental. But I think that you know the like you know thinking that he should have problems. That's because mainstream society says yeah. that when you do something like the stuff that he's done and when you experience massive trauma like that then you have to come out the other side with problems which is completely ridiculous and it's like when he he had a, like, a confrontation with a police officer and he ended up in a bit of an altercation and when he went to court his lawyer was basically saying right say you've got ptsd and you can basically walk free from this and he's like well i haven't i'm not going to just say i've got ptsd because i haven't I done done the thing. I'm going to do the time. So yeah, he done, I think he done nine months in prison. But wow. it's, yeah, it's, it, that that for him that was a his mindset shift in there because it was like wow, I've hit the lowest of the low now. Yeah. Um, need to come back from this. But then imagine what that done. That's that's done for him in the long run. 
you know, hitting rock bottom. You'll only go there once, as they say. Yeah, that, that's what he said. He said people keep coming back time and time again. But for me, this is one time and one time only. Yeah. Oh, mate, that, yeah. I bet um, that's game changer, isn't it? Like you said, you know. Especially when you've got a wife and kid. Yeah. Yeah, it can't have been easy. But it's all about it's all about going through the motions, developing your mindset to what you want it to be, and learning through everything and anything that you can get your hands on, whether that be experiences, books, audiobooks, whatever you can get your hands on to obviously first first hand experience is probably going to be that your best way. But yeah. obviously we can't all experience things firsthand and uh, no. we have to learn it other in other ways. Yeah. 100%. Well, there we are. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a good week, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been it? interesting. It has been interesting. Lots, lots of learning curves. <laughs> plenty of learning curves, plenty of learning points. Take from it what you take from it what you wish. But, you know, it's knowing that you only get one life and living it in a disempowering state for the majority of it is not for everyone, especially you and I. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well for me it's just been absolutely manic with the with the new baby and trying to keep on top of the housework look after the missus and oh just yeah it's been crazy hence why i've not been posting a lot online at the moment didn't get my episode my podcast episode done last week because i was in the hospital yeah it's been it's been interesting lack of sleep not too bad sleep. actually it's not been too yeah. bad well that's all right i was gonna say that'll go a long way towards a downshift in mindset if you haven't been sleeping yeah obviously the missus is breastfeeding so there's not really much i can do during the night but it's just yeah. during the day it's literally housework all day it's just you do the housework and then you turn around and it's like where's all that mess come from <laughs> so if there's <laughs> if, if there's one thing i could delegate or get someone in to do it would be a, a house cleaner 100 percent won't be long and we'll both be having house cleaners, mate. And that sounds terrible as I live on my own, but... No, too yeah. right. Too right. Don't, don't waste your time doing meaningless... meaningless exactly. Stuff. So the, the amount of time I've spent this week doing, as I said, housework and other things, I could have been reading, creating things, doing my yeah. podcasts, and, yeah, it just seems like we've wasted so much time. Yeah, that you won't get back. Yeah, exactly. I've been trying to get up as early as I can, but... When you're not going to bed till sort of ten o'clock, getting up at four, it's not really feasible. So I've been getting up around sort of half four, five o'clock most most mornings. But with the, obviously with the four a.m. club, I've still been trying to post in there as much as I can um, and motivate other people. Yeah. yeah, but like you know, when when we started that, you know, we we always said from from day one that it's more about the process than the time it, de- it depends it depends on your schedule doesn't it like for us when we're mm. when we're working at you know half five six in the morning where we physically start work at that time or whatever it is you don't really have an option than starting at four in the morning no exactly that a late shift happy days you know you could still get up at six seven and then do flat out self-development until like 12 o'clock if you wanted to if you didn't have any other responsibilities but it's the process isn't it yes still still been good still been getting my reading in been that's a priority now make sure you get my reading in Um, yeah exactly build the habit and uh, everything else will follow 100 100 so on that note wrap this up 
and yeah hopefully we'll do a few more most definitely we'll just have to get it booked in oh yes my schedule is really really busy at the moment you see three weeks off work <laughs> well i can't believe how quick this week's gone to be fair it's very very stressful i can't believe it's thursday already friday tomorrow week gone already it's just flown by crazy right there we are um cat okay so hopefully you got something from that um i think it's just important to touch on the mind well it's extremely important to touch on mindset because it plays a massive massive part in whether we succeed or um plummet and never get back up again mindset is what helps us what drives us forward and to be able to have the mindset of if you fail learn from it get up and go again uh, rather than just sort of giving up and rolling over and never trying something again you constantly need to be opening doors and uh, trying different things and if you're con- continually stuck in the fear in a fear mindset um, and not trying anything new or not pushing yourself not um, not stretching your capabilities then there's there's no no way that you're going to be able to grow you need to be able to challenge yourself push yourself and have that growth mindset not not let all the negativity bring you down and or (laughs) the biggest one really is the self-doubt not letting the self-doubt creep in and talk yourself out of it so on that note i'm going to wrap this up and i will see you or hopefully speak to you all again next week